At photographycourse.net, you'll be able to swap your expertise with other photographers, make light instead of wishing for it, expand your portfolio, and receive feedback from professionals, all of which will develop your artistic eye. Photographycourse.net offers an abundance of premium courses and challenges for participants at every stage of their journey, from technical settings for portrait photography, to landscape composition tricks, to how to start your own photography business, we have everything you need to start shooting confidently. You can work at a pace that suits you. Our 52-week project challenge will provide you with the educational resources, encouragement, and support that you need to take great photographs every week. You can join us at any time as our themes are evergreen. You can also start by shooting every day and learning something new with our 365 Days of Photography course. Led by an industry expert who has mentored over 10,000 students, this course will help you take your photography skills to the next level with daily, bite-sized videos. Throughout the process of learning, you'll have access to a community that will provide you with inspiration and motivation. Get encouragement from other photographers every single day. Our current limited time offer comes with a special discount code exclusive to the listeners of this podcast. Get 50% off your first year as a premium member. Claim this discount by going to photographycourse.net and entering the coupon code PODCAST. Come join photographycourse.net and capture more than just a moment. Hello everyone, my name is Taya and I'm the host of Great Big Photography World Podcast, where we interview notable photographers in the industry, give advice on a wide variety of topics, and provide tips for beginners and professionals alike. This episode is an interview with Kevin LJ, a photographer from New Zealand. He moved to Thailand a few years ago, where he started a successful photography business with his wife. He has an incredible story that's guaranteed to inspire and entertain you. Please enjoy. Hey, Kevin, welcome to the podcast. It's so great to have you here. Please feel free to introduce yourself to the listeners. Hi, thanks for having me, Taya. I'm Kevin LJ. If uh, you're familiar with the New Zealand accent, that's how you know that that's where I'm from. But I'm sitting talking to you from northern Thailand, which is where I've lived for the last 18 years or so. And uh, I'm a photographer. I've been a photographer for a long, long time. Bought my first camera, which was an old Nikomat, an old Nikon camera, when I was 19 years old. And I've always used Nikon. And still actually use some very old lenses, some of them that I've had for oh, 25, 30 years or so. So it's kind of quite, quite natural for me. Yeah, grew up in New Zealand, grew up in the suburbs and a very creative family. We were always doing creative things. Mum was doing lots of crafts with us and that. We were not strangers to visiting art galleries and going to libraries and yeah, just a, a very stimulating kind of creative atmosphere. Probably not so much when I was a teenager. The school that I went to was not really sort of encouraging of creative artistic pursuits. So I kind of lost my way a bit there. But then, uh, yeah, like I said, when I was 19, picked up a camera and I've never really put it down. Love it. That's an awesome story. You started out by working for a daily newspaper and learning from senior photographers. Would you recommend using this approach to artists who are interested in pursuing photojournalism? Yeah, it's probably quite difficult now, um, even more difficult than it was when I got a break. It was a, yeah, somehow I got a lucky break and got a job working in the photography department of a daily paper and 
uh, and that. But now papers, uh, there's fewer newspapers and they generally uh, more often employ freelancers to, to do the work. But if anybody's interested in photography, if you can find someone to mentor you, that you can ask questions or tag along with, then it's, it's a really fabulous way to learn. And actually, when I was at the newspaper, I kind of struggled. The guys there were, it was mainly guys, and they were really competitive. They always wanted to get their photo on page one or page three or on the back page of the front section of the paper. And they were kind of reluctant to share their tricks and tips. So it took me a little while to really, I don't know, encourage any of them to, to teach me some. We had a, actually, we had one new guy come on board who, uh, while I was at the paper and he, he was more open to teaching. And then one of the other seniors whose work I really admired, he uh, started to realise that I was quite serious and he began to teach me and to encourage me. So that was, that was good. And, uh, I think it's basically rooted back in that experience where it was kind of a little bit difficult to, to get people to teach me that I've had this passion to be able to, whenever I can, share what I know about photography with someone that wants to learn. Um, mm. So, yeah, what I'm doing now is largely uh, teaching photography and writing about photography, and I absolutely love it. That makes a lot of sense, and it's great that you used that struggle and turned it into a positive experience for yourself and for all of the people that you're teaching. Yeah, yeah, it is. It was. Um, yeah, it was I, I kind of, yeah, out of frustration, I guess. And then for, I think for a long time, I didn't really feel like I had much to share. But then, uh, yeah, when it came around to me starting to teach, I just thought, wow, I wish I'd started doing this years before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is fun to mentor people and to feel that somebody's looking up to you and depending on you for valuable information. It's, it's a very fulfilling experience. It is, yeah, especially when you see people really growing and, and developing in themselves and in their, in their technical skills and in their creative expression as well. Yes, absolutely. And as you said, you've been taking photos for many, many years. What is the most valuable lesson that you've learned? Take lots of photos. <laughs> yes, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Take photos as frequently as you can. And not only of things that you really love, uh, that's, that's a good place to start, but also push yourself outside your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. Photograph stuff that you might, that is too difficult or you might not be able to, but if you've got yeah, an, an inclination to do it, just put yourself into a difficult situation because it's sometimes that when you get outside your comfort zone that you become your most creative. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I like to talk about with people as well, the importance of getting out of your comfort zone and trying new genres, because there are so many photography genres out there. And even if some of them don't really stand out to you, if they spark your interest in some way, I think it's a good idea to get out there and give it a shot, if it's possible, of course. Like If you can't try out underwater photography because housing is too expensive, of course, you know, that's a different situation. But there are many genres that are accessible nowadays. And you can... Sure pursue them with a simple smartphone camera. So I think that's yes. really good advice. Yeah, and then if you want to get into underwater photography and you live in the mountains of northern Thailand, that's not a good option either. <laughs> it's just, just maybe you yeah, can being practical. Is, 
Yeah, being practical is good too. Yeah, you have to be practical. But I think there are so many opportunities for photographers of all kinds, which is really, really nice. It's nice to know that anyone, almost anyone can get into photography and try out different things and improve as they go. Sure, yeah. And it's, it's so accessible these Absolutely. days. So you're originally from New Zealand, but you now live in Thailand, as you said. Both countries are known for their incredibly picturesque locations. What should every photographer keep in mind when they visit either of these countries? <laughs> mm. Well, uh, photograph what you connect with. You know, when you go somewhere new, it's good to just be aware of your surroundings and photograph what you feel good about. What do you see that's different or what do you like? It's really easy to be a travel snap shooter and take photos of the cliched things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people come here, they'll photograph a temple, they'll photograph a tuk-tuk, and they'll ask, oh, am I allowed to photograph a monk? But they won't sort of necessarily go beyond the really stock standard type of thing. So, and there's, there's tons of really amazing things to photograph in Thailand and in New Zealand that it's just a matter of just sort of, yeah, just I think being aware of the the things in your environment that you're really enjoying um, because those are the things that you're going to take more interest in and photograph better because you've got a feeling connection with them. Exactly. That's really wonderful advice because when I personally go to a new place, whether it's a new town or a new country, there's this overwhelming sense of dread because you don't know where to start as a photographer. So you're kind of inclined to take photos of all the cliche places, as you said. But I think it's important, as you said, to maybe get to know the locals if you have enough time and really develop a relationship with the place because then the photographs will have more meaning. Oh, definitely. The more relationship you can squeeze into your photos, then the more people are going to want to look at them. Yeah, even if you're only visiting a, a place for a short time, it doesn't take much to connect with people when you're traveling. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it adds a value to not only the photographs you take, but the experience that you have when you're traveling. Uh, a lot of the people that I teach in workshops here are tourists who are, are visiting, and they'll be really shy of photographing people. And I can understand that because in some countries it's yeah it's difficult and sometimes can be dangerous, especially from people who are from large cities or some places that there's sort of stronger privacy laws than that. But uh, mm. I one of the things I love about being here is that the people are so open and so friendly. It just takes a, as much or as little as just a smile and a nod towards your camera. And to watch the response, and if this person smiles and nods back, then, then you've got permission to take the photograph. And I typically always enjoy to interact with the people that I'm photographing. Um, I speak a bit of Thai, not much, and not very good, but sometimes I will just play the tourist and I'll just be a, just speak English or, or not speak at all, just show the photos on the back of the camera and just enjoy communicating in a non-verbal way and this to me is the real richness of of traveling is when you can connect with the people and uh, sure it's some places it is more challenging but typically anywhere I've traveled people outside of the big cities are usually easier to to photograph because they're more relaxed. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, that's a good thing to keep in mind. And you mentioned that some of your students are a little bit shy when it comes to photographing people. You actually wrote a book about shy photographers and like a guide for shy photographers, which I think is really amazing. What was the process of writing a book like? And what tips do you have for those who'd like to do something similar but don't really know where to start? Uh, Well, I wrote that book because it's a subject that I'm deeply familiar with. And it was something originally when I started photography, I didn't photograph people. I was too shy. Um, as a young man, I struggled to even talk to strangers, let alone photograph them. And so, yeah, I've written a book basically that's grown from my personal experience. I started photographing my sister, actually, um, who had encouraged me to say, oh, Kevin, your photos are really good, but there's no people in them. Why don't you photograph people? Mm-hmm. So we used to hang out a lot together, and so I started to photograph her, and then Getting a job in a newspaper, I realised very soon after starting in the newspaper that if I wanted to keep this job, I was going to have to get over my shyness mm-hmm. and my insecurity of being around strangers because virtually every photo that's in a newspaper has at least one person. Yeah. Um, so this was how I came to write a book. It was something that I was familiar with and that through this experience of teaching people on my workshops, realised that a lot of people were uh, had, a, had a similar approach. So they didn't want to photograph people because they didn't want to offend anybody. They didn't want to put anybody out. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was sort of like this negative feeling about photographing people based on, yeah, this shyness. I thought, well, I can write about that. I know about that. It's my experience. So... It was. It's a very personal book. It's a lot of my history in there, a lot of my story in there. Um, when my mum read it, she commented, she said, oh, there was even a few stories in there, a few things that I learned that I didn't know about you. <laughs> Which was really great. Yeah, it was very, it was difficult, but it was enjoyable. It was me getting outside of my comfort zone, writing that personally, and to, to be writing at that length. It's not a long book, but it's longer than anything else I've written. But I enjoyed it, and I've since then written and published another shorter book, and I've got a third one that I'm in the process of editing. So it's kind of I've kind of caught the the author bug, I think, a little bit. It's a um, yeah, you've got to be focused, and so if you enjoy what you're writing about, that really helps. And I think you can, if you don't enjoy what you're doing, I don't think you can really provide any authority on a topic. But for tips for people who are thinking about writing a book, yeah, write, write about what you know, write about what you're passionate about, I guess. And be methodical. Do a little bit every day, a little bit like photography, you know. Do a little bit every day and get there. Don't sit down and think, okay, I'm going to write a book. Sit mm-hmm. down and think, I'm going to attempt the introduction. If that doesn't work, I'll skip that and go a little bit further and come back to the introduction. But it's, yeah, just have to write the way you think anybody else thinks that you should, just do do what you feel is right. And uh, for me, a lot of my creative outlook is that there's no right or wrong. There's no right way to take a photograph. There's no wrong way to take a photograph. There's no right or wrong way to write a book either, especially if it's personal, because it's, it's your own experience. Yeah, that is the key, I think. First of all, to enjoy what you're writing about and to know a lot about it, of course, but Ultimately, to be patient with yourself and be accepting of your way of working, because there's really no specific way of working 
in any industry, I think. I mean, of course, there are instructions and guidelines that can help you improve, but I think in general, it's up to you, as you said. And I think yeah. it's a tip to keep in mind, even if the listeners are just photographers and aren't looking to write a book, just in your photography, be kind to yourself and be patient. Sure, sure. And gain inspiration. You know, I, when I first started writing, um, I thought, oh, I better you know, read read some more about how to write. And everything I was reading about writing, see, read more, read everything, read mm. brochures, read books, read magazines, read things that you don't normally read, read technical manuals or read the manual that came with your stereo or your TV, you know, just read anything to, to gain inspiration. And I, I've always enjoyed reading but never been a prolific consumer of books, but I have become <laughs> much more prolific in the, the amount that I read and the books, there's still lots of different books that I read. But I, I guess one re- book that really inspired me uh, was an autobiography that uh, really blew me away um, because it was so fabulously written, uh, because it was so personal. And um, Yeah, I, I couldn't get to the same level, but um, maybe not on my first book. Um, I'll have to keep trying to yeah, it's just it's good to find some uh, a particular book that really just sort of pushed me further towards taking the step to to start writing my own. And it was um, a book called Born to Run, which is Bruce Springsteen's autobiography. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been a Bruce Springsteen fan since well, since before I owned a camera, actually. Um, <laughs> and he uh, yeah, he wrote his autobiography like he writes his songs. Very um, lyric, probably in poetic, yeah. Yeah, but just really, just gritty and down to earth, uh, and so uh, it was yeah, it's good. Not what I expected, but thoroughly enjoyed it, uh, and was thoroughly inspired by it. Mm-hmm. That's amazing that you had a source of inspiration for yourself, because I think no matter what you're pursuing, it is important to have something to look up to, whether it's a person or multiple people or just some sort of ideal in your brain. It really helps to have that to lean on when you're out of inspiration. Definitely, yeah, I. I have always sought that and I look for inspiration in everything. I'm, I love looking at the work of other photographers, um, you know, accomplished photographers who have done fabulous work, uh, but I gain inspiration from music and from painting uh, and from, yeah, just from being in nature, all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Um, watching movies, watching TV shows, well edited. I've watched a couple of documentaries recently and just sort of re-watched the beginning of one of them three or four times because the intro was so inspiring. <laughs> it's like, how do they do that? I want to know. But it's, yeah, it's really important to draw inspiration from as many facets of life as you can, I think. Mm-hmm. I agree. It's not just a matter of finding other photographers whose work you like. So it's yeah, drawing from a, a deeper source and then you'll have a deeper experience. Yes, oh, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I think you have to allow yourself to be consumed by inspiration in every facet of your life. You have to allow it to to give you the potential to see beauty in details, because it's in the details, I think, oftentimes that we can find a lot of stories that can end up being very meaningful in our work. Sure, yeah. And the other really important thing is that when you're, when you're being so inspired, you have to have an outlet. You've got to be expressing yourself creatively. 
internalizing the inspiration will yeah it'll just lead nowhere and i've been yeah i've been in a in a kind of dry space creatively uh recently and um realized it so i've just been thinking yeah okay so i need to do something here i've, I've uh, been actively getting out with my camera more and revitalizing a couple of creative projects that I've had on the back burner for too long because it just yeah, dawned on me at the beginning of the month I thought really haven't really been doing enough creatively and it uh yeah it, it affects life if mm-hmm. I'm, you know any creative person will tell you that if they're stuck in a rut or feeling that they've been a bit stale I mean find their way to producing yeah, or to, to expressing themselves creatively, whether they're taking photos or dancing or whatever they're doing, um, it brings a whole new lease of life to all of life. Um, yes. Yeah, that's, that's very, very important. Photographycourse.net is a place where you can find an abundance of photography inspiration in different forms like premium courses, articles, video tutorials, editing resources, and much more. We have a thriving community where you can meet new people, receive constructive criticism, and discover new ideas every single day. Here is a message from one of our top community members, Robert Morton. Hi, my name is Rob. I specialize in wildlife photography and landscape photography. I'm a member of photographycourse.net online community. I like the community because you get some fantastic ideas and some great feedback. So take your photography to the next level by clicking the link in the description. That's what I did, and I haven't looked back. If you want to join our online community, go to photographycourse.net and enter the coupon code PODCAST to get 50% off your first year as a premium member. It's incredibly important, and I really agree with what you said about finding an outlet for your inspiration, because... For me personally as well, I find myself in a creative rut. What really helps me is forgetting that I'm in a creative rut and diving into something that I really enjoy. For example, I'll just watch a film and let's say in that film, music is the the theme in a way and how music affects our lives. And it's in no way related to photography, but it inspires me to piano. So I, a few years ago, I bought a piano and I started playing and in many ways, it has affected my photography and it has led to more opportunities indirectly for me to improve my work as an artist. Wow. Industry. So That's really, really cool. Yeah, it is. It's awesome. So I think as photographers, my personal advice, I'm not, I know I'm not being the one being interviewed right now, but <laughs> like my advice would be for people to pursue different interests, because even if it is not directly related to photography, it will undoubtedly affect it somehow in the future. Oh, definitely. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. And also speaking of inspiration, your gallery is very inspiring. It features photos of people, landscapes, architecture, and more. Is there a genre you haven't yet gotten into that you'd like to pursue one day? Yeah, this is a good question. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still very much exploring taking photos of people. It's still not an easy thing to do. So I want to get better at that. But recently, I have been thinking more about taking photos inside caves because I've got a friend who's a fabulous cave photographer and uh, I've, I've only ventured into a cave with a camera with him once and I'd like to do that more often because it's a, uh, 
a very challenging environment because there's no light. And with photography, you need light. So, of course, you've got to take your own, um, create uh, images in these dark places. And some of the caves that I've been into here are absolutely massive. It's like walking into a huge cathedral or something like that. It's quite phenomenal. So that's uh, one. And then I'd also like to explore astrophotography, Mm -hmm. uh, which is something I've never really experimented with much at all. Yes, I would like to try that as well, especially time-lapse photography at night. I mean, it's probably very challenging, but it seems really fulfilling. Yeah, but it's a very specialised genre, I think, that I understand a lot. We had a couple of guests come and stay with us at the end of last year who were installing a new telescope in the observatory, which is at the top of the mountain, uh, an hour or so drive from here. And... uh, uh, I was uh, fascinated with what they were doing in the discussions about the night sky and what they could point out to me in the sky that I look at here every evening, um, although they both live on the other side of the planet. So it was quite fascinating, and it just gave me a greater sense of uh, curiosity about what's out there and how can I photograph. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, I think yeah. I would do a great job of taking photos of stars and just the sky in general. I would really look forward to seeing the photos you take in the future of that. Thank you. I will keep me to it. Yeah. <laughs> Remind me if you don't see them soon enough. <laughs> Kevin, have you taken those photos yet? <laughs> um, on your website, you mentioned that you teach workshops and that you own a bed and breakfast. You combine these two businesses to give photographers a more immersive learning experience, which is a very unique idea. The whole experience of building a business can be really daunting, but you make it look both simple and fulfilling. What advice would you give to someone who wants to start a photography business, especially in a different country like Thailand, without getting lost in all the stressfulness of it? Uh, Another good question. Um, I think the most important thing is to be excellent at what you do. I'm not saying that I am, but the better you can be at what you do, then it's easier to to earn a living from it. Earning a living as a photographer has always been something that I've been extremely grateful for. I have been able to live and enjoy what I do, which I've realised for a long time the majority of the people on this planet don't. Um, Mm -hmm. I've never been in the realm of, and probably never will be in the realm of being a rock star photographer. I think that's uh, somebody that can have a very comfortable living off of photography. but I've, uh, yeah, I don't know. I do okay running business, but, yeah, I'm more focused on creating art and just enjoying life rather than sort of trying to build up a, a business and be busy with that because I've known people, I've, had, I've got friends who have focused so much on running the business that they've kind of forgotten to live life. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I think for, for creative people, that's really yeah, important as much as it is for anybody um, to not lose track of what you love doing and, and why you're doing it uh, just to be able to pay the bills. Uh, yeah. And it is challenging. It is very difficult. When I first went out on my own as a freelancer, I worked with a couple of different newspapers, moved from the daily paper to become a sole photographer for a couple of smaller papers, so covered everything. Uh, and didn't have any competition. I was the only photographer of these two newspapers, so my photos were on the front page of every edition and through the newspapers. 
but then worked for a small company doing corporate and business and editorial photography before going out on my own. And I really was a little bit reluctant to start on my own, but I needed to. And there were so many other photographers in town, I realized that a lot of them, or most of them, were very, very good. Um, So I was going to have to do something different. And I thought, well, I have to provide the best service that I can. I'm in a service industry. Everybody can, you know, every photographer that's running a business can take the best photos that they can. But I want to give my customers the best customer experience and the best service. So it's not only about photography. It's not only about me being satisfied. It's that my customers are satisfied. And I think the biggest difference between professional and amateur photographers is that professionals have to please other people with the photos that we take. Mm -hmm. It's not just about taking photos that I like. Um, I'm not really satisfied fully until my customers are satisfied. Uh, Mm -hmm. So if that's a, a newspaper editor or a magazine editor or a corporate client or someone that's uh, paid me to take their portrait, if they're pleased with the product that I give them, then I've given them the right service. And the other thing that will help in doing all of this and putting it into a a business model is to marry the right person. Um, (laughs) You know, running the workshops that we do and having the guest house here, I couldn't have done it on my own. My wife has been such a, a powerhouse in making it happen and so... So inspirational. Uh, but to be able to sit down and just get to, to dream the dream and then for it to come into reality, that reality wouldn't have happened uh, without her. That is amazing. Yeah, that is good life advice in general. Marry the right person. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> or be, yeah, just be in a good relationship with someone that really loves to share their dreams and whose dreams you can share with them. We, uh, yeah, this place that we're living, our home here, that we share with people, that we have guests come and stay here. It started out from a conversation one day about three and a half or four years ago, I guess. We just worked hard and made it happen. It was just started from a dream. Exactly. A dream that you were able to share comfortably with the person. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That is super important. And that's something maybe that isn't mentioned very often, but in general, our relationships with people and the people we live with, they really affect our work indirectly as well. So you have to make sure that you are in a loving and positive environment as often as possible. And if you are in a relationship, you have to be in a good one so that you feel supported and can flourish as much as you can as an artist. Yes, definitely. And uh, yeah, my wife is a very good photographer as well. And uh, since we moved here and she's been busy running the bed and breakfast, um, she hasn't been taking photographs very much. And I uh, encouraged her in, a, in an unusual way recently, and it's been good. She's been picking up her camera and getting out every day and taking some photos in the garden every day, and is really, really enjoying it. Amazing. So, yeah. <laughs> so, I her as well. <laughs> you could do. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Incredible. Okay, Kevin, my last question for you is, what is the one thing you'd like to achieve in this great big photography world? Well, to continue to build our business here and and our property to accommodate people that want to love uh, learning photography with us, uh, that want to come here and and learn and just enjoy being here, 
Uh, most people that have come have just commented on how tranquil it is, how peaceful it is, and that's really important to us. Um, but yeah, we want to build it up and make it more accessible. Um, I'm working on a quite a large project, um, developing a teaching course that's been yeah, it's been in the pipeline for quite a number of years. And so that's yeah, that's another thing I'd like to achieve. Sorry, I'm, I've you said one. Can I add a few more? <laughs> yes, it's fine. Because <laughs> um, it's, yeah, again, it's something that started as a dream and I think I really believe in it. It's got a lot of potential to help a lot more people learn to love photography and uh, increase their skills than I could ever teach in person. Mm-hmm. And I would, yeah, I'd still we both, actually both my wife and I talk a lot about travelling some more in the future. Um, I had an invitation a long time ago from a photographer who lives in Yellowknife in northern Canada, mm-hmm. uh, which is right up in the Arctic Circle. And he said, I will meet you in the airport with enough warm clothing, because you don't have enough, uh, mm-hmm. if you want to come and visit us in the wintertime, and I'll take you to photograph the Aurora Borealis. So that's been on my bucket list for a while. I'm not sure if or when that's going to happen, but if it does, I'll be more than happy. I have not seen snow for over 30 years, and I don't mind it. But if I was to go somewhere where it's going to be cold, I'd like to go somewhere like Yellowknife to really uh, full immersion, you know, really get into it just for a week yeah. or so. That would be enough. Amazing. <laughs> um, and the other thing that I'd like to do is I would like to continue developing a specific area of my art and create a three-dimensional photographic montage, Ooh. probably a series because I don't ever do one-offs. Um, that always, yeah, I've been making photographic montages since I first bought a camera and saw a, a short video about David Hockney doing it. And it's morphed into doing them, creating them with movement, so they're on video as well. Um, and so for the next step for me would to be create a three-dimensional one. I've really got, it's a dream. I've got no idea practically how to do it, but uh, that's how it was, the video montages, when I first thought about those before digital video was ever in a thing. So, so sorry, not just one thing I'd like to achieve. I've got a few things up my sleeve. <laughs> that I'm still dreaming of. Good. You're ambitious. It's awesome. I'm sure that you'll be able to figure it out with the whole montage thing. It sounds very fascinating. I've never really heard of that, so I look forward to seeing. Oh, it. okay. Well, check it out. There's some of them on my in my gallery on my website. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, uh, there's some of the, there's links there to the video ones on YouTube as well, which are a little bit more unusual. Okay, I'll check them out. Kevin, you're doing so many incredible things. I look forward to seeing where all of your goals take you in the future. Thank you for doing this interview with me. I think I, the listeners learned a lot of new things. I definitely did. I'm very inspired now. So thank you for that. And uh, I hope you have an incredible future with even more opportunities for yourself artistically. Thank you very much, Tyra. It's been very, very enjoyable talking with you. Same here. Thank you. Kevin was very fun to talk to. He's full of interesting and funny stories, and I had a blast talking to him. Make sure to check out his work and let us know what you think. And last but not least, remember that if you want to have access to exclusive content, feel free to join our private Facebook group. See you soon! There's a simple reason why PhotographyCourse.net is the highest rated photography community in the world. It's because the people who use it made it that way. 
why not join us right now? Improve your skills, get exposure, and discover an exciting new world of photography. While you're at it, claim your special discount code by going to photographycourse.net and entering the coupon code PODCAST to get 50% off your first year as a premium member.